Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Out of the blue, you're tuned to 855 3CR. Um, in the studio today is me, Donna, Matt and Fum, and our special guest, AJ Morton from dive to You and Operation Sponge. We will be back right after this cut with today's show. to keep your radio radical? Well, it's not too late to donate to 3CR's 40th birthday radiothon and we still need your support. Call 94198377 or visit our website at 3cr.org.au. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street in Fitzroy during our office hours to pay by cash, check or FPOS. Or simply post your check or money order to P.O. Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. 3CR, 40 years of radical radio. Hi everyone, this is Out of the Blue and we are welcoming AJ Morton of uh, dive to You in the studio today. Welcome AJ. Thank you very much. AJ is the uh, brains behind the Operation Sponge, which is taking place at Blair Gowrie Pier at the moment and it is the biggest sponge transplant project in the world, isn't it? Shaping up to be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about um, the general Operation Sponge and what it is and who's involved? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Operation Sponge was a bit of an initiative by us after a casual chat on Blair Gary Pier, where we found out that they were re- replacing the wave attenuation wall there. So it's a submerged wall that helps stop, I guess, the wave energy coming in and out of the marina there and messing, out, messing about with all the fancy boats. So uh, once we found out about that, uh, straight up we were worried about the habitat that's growing under there. So if anyone's not been under there, uh, it has probably got to be the number one pier dive in all of Port Phillip Bay. It is that beautiful and very diverse, but uh, home to a very large sponge garden. And we thought, well, if they're replacing their timbers, well, what's going to happen with that? And ultimately, it was going to end up in a tip. So we thought we need to do something. And uh, so we started to rack our brains of what we can do and, and how we could save that habitat. Can you tell us a bit about why the wall was um, being replaced? Yes, there's a uh, a little 
a little bug called a Torito nivalis. Well, they nickname it a bug, but it's called shipworm, casually, and it's a, uh, a coring bivalve, so it eats the timbers. And uh, it's obviously hit all the timbers, and it's rotting them inside out, basically, and, uh, and some of them are missing, rotten, so it's no longer, um, the wall's no longer doing its job. So it's a little bit like a termite, but underwater. Yeah, like that sort of, and a big worm version. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a worm which is actually a mollusk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> but it really does look like a worm. It's, it does. It's quite yeah, there's a little video um, that uh, Bert, one of the commercial divers, he found one after chopping the timber up with a chainsaw. So if you go to the Facebook page, there's a video there. You can actually see what it looks like because he pulls one out of the wood. Oh, oh crazy Ooh, looking critter. Lovely. Yeah. And they're an introduced species as well, aren't they? Exactly. They're from right. The North Atlantic or something like that? Somewhere else, yeah. We might find that video and chuck it on our Out of the Blue Facebook page for all you listeners to yes. see. Look this. out for shipworms. Mm. <laughs> I'll look it up. Um, so AJ, what happened when you when you spoke with uh, with the Yacht Club because it's a bit of a collaboration, isn't it? So you you sort of saw that you know their plans and and what happened next? Yeah, well we had to come up with a way that we could uh, I guess help that habitat without interfering with their construction program, or you know, and also addressing their primary issue, which was removing the wood from the water. So we started thinking about artificial reefs and all sorts of jazz, but in the end, it wasn't addressing their main issue about that wood. Um, so there was a bit of a uh, an idea spark from my wife Nicole uh, about half past four the morning of that we were going <laughs> to meet with Blegarry, <laughs> and uh, to ultimately to say, well, let's remove the sponges from the old timber and basically reattach them to the new timbers and when we pitched that idea to them they were just like that's amazing that doesn't affect their program it addresses all their issues and at the same time it allows them i.e community to get in there and, and help that habitat how do you make sure that no like worms are attached to the sponge and it's going to transfer it to the new wall well i guess everyone likes to hear that word guarantee but the adult form of the uh, the shipworm yeah. lives in the timbers so provided we're not reusing the timbers we're yeah. not transferring the adults mm -hmm. and the young'uns are, are waterborne so there's just no guarantees because yeah, they're going to be okay. living in the bay anyway yeah, so. but, okay. but the new walls should have you know a lifetime of you know a, a particular sort of stretch of life until yeah. it needs to be replaced again exactly. and it's treated right? treated cedar i think so it's got a minimum of 20 years life expectancy oh, wow. so yeah. and this particular habitat was established after 11 so you can mention what it looks like so how how are you going to transplant the sponges? Is it duct tape? Tell me it's duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Velcro. That would be easier. Velcro, duct tape, like a band. Yeah, zip ties. Um, <laughs> we we found a product called Coral Glue, and uh, it's Bunnings or no. Funnily enough, you can't get it there. Yeah. Uh, we tracked it down to the local aquarium and. Wow, it's expensive for for the little bottle, but we needed to find out exactly if that cut and paste idea would work, and uh, and so we started to you know Google it as best as we could, and we started to find products that would work underwater, because initially people uh, that we started to liaise with about the product once we got the green light, uh, we spoke to a gent by the name of Alan Beckhurst from the Marine Discovery Centre, and he was telling us that he's had. Uh, you know, his experiences with transplanting sponges in an aquarium setup or tank setup and ultimately whether they can or cannot come out of the water. So we're stuck with not coming out of the water and then finding an adhesive that we could use underwater. Mm. So yeah, bring and out... it's obviously designed for biological organisms, so it's not... <coughs> yes, it's, it's classed as an organic adhesive. Mm. So mm. it's 
virtually a glorified super glue in the end. Mm. So mm. just a thicker version of it, so it's a slightly longer curing time, and it, funnily enough, doesn't melt the sponge. I never mm. usually pay attention to my four o'clock in the morning ideas. So <laughs> maybe, <I> should, <laughs> maybe you should, <laughs> should Who knows what you'll come up with? <laughs> um, so how how does it work? Like, what does a, uh, a a usual day at Operation Sponge look like? Uh, primarily a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, we've got lots of like-minded people, uh, and it's and it's fantastic that we were able to open this up to let anyone and everyone come in and be involved, whether it's corporate, whether it's government, or just the good old community wanting to get involved. But the relocation process itself, we've created a pretty unique system where we've sort of custom-made our pieces of equipment. So we'll harvest off the wall, so we break into teams. So one team will go and collect all the sponges off the wall, and they go through a bit of a training process as well. We don't just dump them in the deep end and say, okay, go pick a sponge. We demonstrate everything and make sure people are comfortable, and you know when they've reached they're full they can go off and and continue on another time but we collect them into a crate uh, that gets transported to the new wall section that comes out of the crate and uh, we have a bungee rope set up basically um, so they basically slip all the sponges underneath the bungees and then the glue team comes in behind that and puts oh all so the, glue the bungee in. is like a, a piece of elastic that sort of just like it attaches it to the wall or make sure the sponges don't float away or how does that work yeah <clears throat> so we're going to use the initially the bungees were there to hold it to eliminate the basically roughly 30 seconds it takes for the glue to adhere oh yeah uh, so when you multiply that over five and a half thousand potential yeah. relocations uh, that's a lot of time in the water especially mm. when it's currently 10 degrees water temp at the moment oh god yes so the bungees is going to eliminate that and at the same time leave it on there because we're getting some really positive results about self-attachment after the fact yeah it's exciting and this oh, hasn't been done before anywhere in the world has it you're making this up as you go yeah, yeah. pretty much um okay. there has been like sponge relocations as a side or a subtopic from other hard corals and all the easy mm. stuff that you can just glue and attach and or cement in or epoxy in but as far as being sponge focused we could not find anything okay. so we're really so just dragging on anything how big is the is the project how many how many meters of seawall are we talking mm. about here 150 linear meters of seawall wow um, yeah and it's about two and a half meters of actual submerged wall um now because coral glue is quite expensive and we're, we're doing what we can to try and get the cost down or find alternatives but for now that's you know what we're dealing with and so we've got a targeted zone of about a meter of that two and a half meters of wall in between the top and bottom rails and when you multiply that out of roughly 10 samples per panel there's over 550 panels so minimum five and a half thousand do you know if the adult form of the sponge will naturally adhere after a while or is it only the larvae that will actually well uh, itself to the wall we believe based through the two rounds of feasibility that we've had after two weeks most of them were showing signs of reattaching mm. so a lot of it's all i guess adult stages by then because it's pretty established yeah. and uh to the point even yesterday when i was in the water i accidentally thought that was one that we were relocating so i've tried to pull it off the wall to put some glue underneath it and it won't come off oh. <laughs> oh, it's already so on there it's already on there <laughs> cool. so two yeah. and a half two and a half weeks roughly so now we're looking at leaving the bungees on for longer uh, and giving them the full three weeks of support yeah. because we've had some crazy weather recently. Yeah. Mm. And so those bungees will come off afterwards, like when you know they are attached or are you leaving them on there? Um, at this stage, we were just using it to help glue 
and then we're removing them and then and going down the wall but it's you know people are really supporting this financially as well so we're able to buy some more materials and leave a potential look at leaving the sponge others uh, i call them spongy bungees the spongy <laughs> bungees on for, for you know minimum two weeks and then you know going back and removing them and, and going on yeah yeah so speaking of funding who who is funding this project how how is this funded because i can imagine there's a lot of resources involved you know buying the glue but also yeah. Um, a lot of time involved from from different people getting people in the water and getting them trained up and things like that. So how how do you fund this at the moment? Uh, initially, it was uh, some really awesome work from Nikki. She just got on the phone and just started calling uh, people relevant to like the glue and and trying to come up with processes. So we've been looking at a biodegradable netting that we could use. Uh, so people are coming on board and and really in, you know supporting it. But initially, it was us and obviously our time, but. Uh, Blair Gary Yacht Squadron has been absolutely fantastic to allow us to, one, do the project. And this week, I'm very happy to announce that they've donated $1,000 to oh, the project. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so we'll make a big deal of that, I think. And yeah, I think they're quite fantastic. happy to, to well, you guys are the first to know. Oh, and now um, everybody wow. else in Victoria knows. Yes. Yeah. So 3CR exclusive. So, 3CR exclusive. <laughs> oh, that's great news. Wow. Fantastic. So, so how many how many uh, pots of glue is that? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a lot. A lot. So initially, we had Aqua Blue Distributions, who's the Australian's distributor for the coral glue. Uh, they donated uh, six 300 mil bottles, so that's about 1.8 liters, and said, "There you go. Good luck." Cool. Uh, and they're on board for helping us pricing-wise moving forward. Um, we've got Agar Divers, who are the commercial guys that are doing the works. So they're 100% supportive of the project, and they're actually helping us out by um, time as well as using their boat and helping us out with uh, uh, how we can integrate into their program and really, mm. you know, helping us come up with a really good structured plan that Leg Abbey would accept. Yeah. Um, oh, man, there's so many people. And what's really cool is with the VMPA, Victoria National Parks Association, and Cade from the new coordinator for ReefWatch, he's really going to help us out with that ongoing research component, uh, the Citizen Science Project that's going to be running ongoingly. Oh. So stay tuned for that. It's really exciting. Yeah, it's a great awesome. opportunity actually for a bit of research because it's pretty rare to get something on that scale, you know, the kind of thing you're doing. Mm. So, and and it being open door. So if you want to get involved and you want to create a project out of it or papers or just come down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Share and that's uh, that's why I think this project is so unique because it's you know it comes from the community. It's community based because you guys just you know you just go diving there and you love the sponge garden. Um, so you're not tied to, you know, to anyone else. You can really do it the way you want to do it. And it's just so lovely how all these different community groups and people have come on board and said, hey, I want to contribute to the project. And, you know, before you know it, you're like the spider in the web of all of these different <laughs> people yeah. and coordinating everything and people are getting involved. And uh, it's, it's such a strong community-based, um, you know, attitude around the project um that i think is really great so even and for science you know i mean even even if all all the sponges die which is not going to happen of course but even if if the science you know the results are are less than you expect for science for science this is just amazing because you'll be able to record everything you've got help from citizen scientists to you know to help you record everything and basically just make this known into the world so if anyone ever wants to do a project like this they can learn so much from you know just this type of scale 
uh, of the project that you guys are putting on. So it's really, um, really an amazing idea. Well, it looks like we're going to have to start moving the Great Barrier Reef down south. (laughs) (laughs) Get some more coral glue (laughs) for that. So your main cost is the glue, is that right? That's the huge cost. So you've got plenty of volunteers to help with the actual labour of doing the work. That's no problem. Yep. And spend the money for the glue. Exactly right. So we've got a crowdfunding page that we've started up via Michael's. Have you got a specific target? Yeah, well, the initial base on retail costs of the glue we're looking at about seven and a half thousand dollars worth of glue okay. mm-hmm. so we've put a target down of ten thousand to yep. cover the cost of all the materials that we're making mm. um and if we can achieve that then we can pretty much guarantee the minimum of five and a half thousand samples or wow. you know uh, sponges and obsidians relocated yep. and then we can just take that even further and i guess it's not a loss i mean it's not ideal but it's not a loss if you don't get all the sponges across because you'll have at least a base population there to repopulate as well so it's a win-win exactly know, you'll hopefully get to the target obviously that that's a target yeah. to, to, to relocate 10 per panel yeah. across the 150 meters of wall yeah. mm-hmm. um that's if we can get there that is you know ultimate and what's the site called where people can head to if any of our generous listeners um wanted to donate some funds yeah so you can go to uh, either mycause.com.au and search for operation sponge and okay. uh, donate that way otherwise mm-hmm. if you go to the operation sponge facebook page it would pin that post where we share that link to the top of that page as well oh good and you can you know get on there and like that and you'll see all the photos that come up uh, and you can see what the bungees look like and what the you know relocation process looks like and all the cool happy people that are getting involved now <clears throat> you know you don't have to be a diver do you? you can come down and help out in other ways yeah we we need surface support yep. um or attendance yep. um to help either transport the crates once we fill them you know they get dragged around via the pier to the to the next uh you know location yep. helping the divers in and out of the water filling glue bottles supplying um, coffee yeah, that would be nice to bring some snacks down. That would be cool. <laughs> but the people who come down to Blair Gary Pier, they can also, even if they're not diving, they can still sort of see what's going on, right? Because you guys have like a, a system of of talking to people while you're underwater. Is that right? Yeah, well, that's uh, we'll bring that out a few times over the project. But we created a bit of a live dive setup, so we had a video link and an audio link to the pier and Fantastic. a TV. So we'll, we'll do that a few times and we'll make special events for it. So if you want to bring the kids down and actually see what it looks like underwater, if you, you know, if it's too cold mm-hmm. to get in. But other than that, if people uh, may not be scuba certified, but they know how to, you know, they're comfortable being on snorkel, come down and grab some gear and you'll be able to swim above everyone and have a look. We're only operating in, you know, two metres of water, so you can see everything. Yeah. Yeah. What's the time frame for the project? Like how long do you think all of this transplanting is going to take uh 10 weeks okay so 10 weekends okay um and that's based on the commercial divers getting through 15 linear meters a week Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's the target and uh yeah they may be delayed by weather and whatnot as well so then that just gives us more time (laughs) (laughs) and based on demand and how how well we go with our relocations we might look at midweek sessions as well you know people have different rosters and Mm -hmm. and things like that so are some sponges easier to transfer or transplant than others Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you have you found yourself becoming what? a bit of a sponge expert? Yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of. Out of necessity. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, mate, the learning curve about this has has been incredible. You know, I'm a diver, not a scientist. Yeah. Um, but the the passion and the growth there for that education and to be able to share it with everyone, so we all 
you know, gain out of this is incredible. But some are physically uh, more difficult to get off uh, because they might be like a leathery kind of style obsidian. So, you know, only, you know, 10 centimetres off the wall um, and then blanketing. So how do you carve that off um, nicely like without damaging? Like a crusty sponge? Encrusting sponges yeah. and, and leathery obsidians and um, as well as some of the uh, the bigger uh, obsidians, their internals are very close to the wall. So there's some particular ones you have to be a bit careful about how you remove, otherwise you end up gluing their guts to the wall. That's kind of not nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross, no. <laughs> so it's been a good learning curve. Yeah, so uh, how long has the project been running? When did you do your first transplants? Four weeks ago. Do you, can you already see they are attaching to the wall? Are they growing already? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are you seeing anything else that'll there as well? Yes, the animal life that are migrating to the to the relocated sponges is in four weeks. Oh, mate! Wow. After three or four days from the very first ones, for the SPG one, <laughs> sponge one that we glued, we came back three later, three days later, just to see what happened. And there was a little red-handed shrimp sitting on it, oh. and then we expanded that. We had the red swimmer crabs. Now we've got nudibranchs. Um, and then moving into fish, the new they're real all, estate. Well, it's, wow. it's, they get their own little <laughs> yes. island home on the wall, don't yeah, they? Yeah, <laughs> it's like our new neighbourhood. Sweet. So wait, wait a sec, you, your very first sponge that you've put on for this project and you've called it SPG1. Yeah, SPG1. Yeah, like, uh, I don't yeah. know if SPG1 will be very happy with that. No, probably not. <laughs> we just nicknamed it because we're glorifying that process. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. It feels good when you see the animal life on there as well. Yeah. So, you know, you're doing a good yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But four weeks for other animals to colonise is that's pretty incredible. Oh, it's incredible. Especially in winter, you'd kind of think things would slow down a bit. Mm. What, what can you usually see at Blairgowry Pier in terms of wildlife when you go for a snorkel or if, if anyone wants to go for a dive? Like oh, what yeah. else but sponges is there? Uh, for, for snorkeling, uh, you can definitely see varieties of fish, and leather jackets and globe fish. And, and if you get, get a keen eye and you're good at a bit of duck diving, you'll find seahorses, uh, nudibranchs. Um, squid, octopus, uh, there's so many cool things there. A lot of varieties of different mollusks and things like that as well. The crabs, you would have heard all the craze recently mm -hmm. about the spider crab migrations. Yep. You yeah. see that yep. uh, every Mayish, uh, you'll be able to see that, as well as the decorator crabs, if you've got a keen eye, the ones that use sponge and they stick it to their shells. Uh, Doughboy scallops, we were talking about that before, weren't we? Uh, yeah. Encrusting sponge Those on a scallop. Are the, yeah, yeah, little mm. beautiful scallops that look like balls, but they have bright orange sponges all over them it's uh, quite a sight yeah uh, it's incredible and you, the good thing is you see different things every time you go there even the stargazers that bury themselves in the sand cool. yeah really cool stuff i uh, yeah. i heard a guy um uh, say that he'd he'd done about 500 500 dives on blair gary pier it was actually Cade mills from the vmpa who told me this last <laughs> week a diver who'd done 500 dives on blair gary pier for years and years and years and he was diving recently and it was the first time he saw four species of nudie branch there that he'd never seen before mm. so um yeah it must be a pretty special place if you can do 500 dives and still see, <laughs> and still new, see stuff. new stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I miss out on my opportunities to find the anglerfish there, um, mm. but recently they've, they're finding the anglerfish on the pylons of Blake Gary Pier, like, you know, the ones with the little fishing lure that yeah. kind of sits on a oh, spike at the top of its head. Ones, yeah. Yeah. Not the glow-in-the-dark one from Finding Nemo, yeah. but more of the one that looks like seaweed <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a little ye uh, yellow lure yeah. on Blake Gary Pier. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's definitely worth saving oh, that, uh, that, that area. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Sponge-worthy. 
<laughs> that can be your new Instagram hashtag. Hashtag sponge worthy. So what next after you've done this? Like, you're going to be an expert in, you know, marine organism translocation. Are you going to sort of keep up an interest in that kind of thing? Or? Oh, if we can help maintain interest and try and get this kind of uh, action... Uh, integrated into any kind of commercial works in in the bay uh, mm. that would be awesome and if we can help with that and lobby it and use this project as an example yeah. um, and if people are asking us to get involved even better yeah. uh, but if we can use this as an example to say that any kind of commercial works in the pier to keep habitat priority uh, ultimately considering outside the little man-made structures in the odd rocky reef up the bay uh, it is a giant sand pit so if we can protect Mm. habitat that is you know growing on man-made structures the best we can and i think we're doing the right thing yeah. i can imagine there'd be uh, there'd be a lot of interest from south australia or western australia where we have similar you know similar sponge species um, um i can imagine there'd be interest from from other places that need to replace sea walls exactly or structures right. or things like we've that. had a few uh, people ask questions so far one from sa and one from wa oh great so uh, this is an open book we're letting everyone share this information. Ultimately, the, you know, the environment's going to win out of this. So, Yeah. That's great. Mm. So the best way to contact you then is through the Facebook page? Yeah, that's easy enough. Yep. You can use Operation Sponge. Okay. If you can call us directly too as well if you want to dive to you. Okay. Um, and if you're interested in getting on as a diver or a surface attendant, just in the events section of Operation Sponge, you'll see all the sessions that we've broken up. Just click going to any of them okay. and then you can come down. And if people aren't on Facebook, um, you have the fundraising website as well? Yeah, the My Cause, Operation okay. Sponge at My Cause. So go to My Cause website, uh, website and search for Operation Sponge. Exactly right. That's Great. the easiest way. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us today. That was fantastic. Thank you very much for having me here. And thank you for like getting interested. This is awesome and sharing the love. And Yeah. Well, you guys are awesome. Hopefully I'll be in there next week with you. Yes. Doing a bit of a dive. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That'll be good. And live uh, recruitment right there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we will be putting the link to the, uh, to the fundraiser on our Facebook page of Out of the Blue as well. So oh, people can find it through much. there thank as you. well. Yeah. Fantastic. Cool. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Blue today. Um, you were joined by, we were joined by AJ Morton from dive to You and Operation Sponge. Um, the show will be available on our podcast as well. We're podcasting now. Go to 3cr.org.au to listen to all our past shows. Um, Last thing today, it's National Science Week this week, so head to the National Science Week website to see all the activities in and around Melbourne, Victoria. Up next is Sally with Out of the Pan. Thanks for joining us today. Tune in, dig deep and clean up by purchasing some fantastic discounted gardening books from 3CR's brand spanking new online garden store. 
We have books on water-wise gardening, organic vegetables, roses, climbers and creepers and even clematis. It's easy. Just go to our website, 3cr.org.au and follow the links on the front page. Don't have internet access? Call the station during business hours between 9 and 5 and we'll post out a catalogue in the mail. All proceeds help keep Melbourne's favourite gardening show on air for another year. Tune in 7.30am every Sunday morning.